everybody. Welcome back to Easy Money Fantasy. This is your host, Slum and Romeo. And uh, we're back with another episode about NBA teams and what they need to do for the future. Uh, today's edition is the Dallas Mavericks. And yeah, they, they're pretty solid. What do you think, Slum? I think they're a solid team. I'm really excited to hear what you have to say about this team because I know you've done your research on them. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Like I said, I last episode, I did take a look at this team. The only problem is I kind of can't pinpoint what's wrong. I feel like something's, they're like one piece away. I just can't tell what that piece is. Yeah. Which is tough. So I'm just looking at the roster. I think they're starting, their starting five is okay. I think it's just mainly relies on Luca being the point guard, even though he's a... Uh, does he usually play small forward? Is, is point guard his what he normally plays? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he is a point because he's pretty big, right? For a point guard. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he's their point guard. Kristaps Porzingis is obviously their power forward. Tim Hardaway Jr. is the shooting guard. Dwight Powell is the makeshift center. And I think their small forward is Dorian Finney Smith. Yep. I had the lineup correct. Yeah, that's their starters. That's what they... Well, they yeah, they mix it up a little bit here and there, but for the most part, that's it. Okay, so just looking at them, I, Courtney Lee is coming off the books, so that's a, that's a good thing. Mm, they have some weird end of bench guys. I think their backup point guards pretty good. They have uh, J.J. Bray and Jalen Brunson. Yeah. So I think point guard-wise, they're set. Power forward-wise, they have Dwight Powell, they have Christos Porzingis, and Maxi Kleber. So I think they're set on that position, too. Mm-hmm. Shooting guards, Tim Hardaway Jr., not bad, but not great. He's getting paid $20 million this season, and he has $18 million next season player option. So pretty sure he stays. So it's not the worst, but he's also not the best. But it's only a shooting guard position. Um, won't kill you. So he's okay there. I think uh, what I think they need is a, a better center just to help Porzingis bang a little bit down low, kind of like what they're doing with AD and Dwight Howard and Joe, JaVale McGee on the Lakers. Okay. I think that's one spot they can improve, and their small forward, that might be the glaring hole that I'm looking at. They don't have any small forwards that are reliable, and those are just my initial thoughts. So tell me about your findings. <laughs> Well, Dallas is pretty much, to me, is, they're obviously a playoff team at this point already. Surprisingly. Yeah, Luka Doncic, like, he made a bigger leap than I think anyone expected. Especially just coming out into the league at what he was doing. It was kind of nuts. But, yeah, I agree with you there. The, the glaring hole to me is a small forward position. Okay. Are you ready for this? Yes, sir. Are you sure? I have a feeling. I kind of have a feeling what you're about to say. And I think we might be on the same page. They need to sign. Sign? Auto, okay. Auto Porter. Not no. sign. Pick, trade for Auto Porter. No. Stop it. Auto Porter is the guy to push Stop. this team to the finals and make it in the playoffs. Stop. Auto Porter is the guy. So all they have to do is, I'm saying, move maybe a Courtney Lee. Well, actually, he's off the book, so you let him go. 
even. Um, and now you trade some picks, trade what you got to do uh, to get Otto Porter on this team. He fits in perfectly. He doesn't want the ball. He's just going to shoot. Wait, who, who do you give up? You need to give somebody up, right? Because Cordy Lee's only $12 million. Otto Porter's like a $20 million. You suddenly drop like $10 mil from your books. Yeah, yeah. You, you throw in some picks uh, and then maybe throw in like a Seth Curry. Seth uh, Curry? Well, yeah. I think I keep Seth Curry. Oh, wait, is he off the books? Don't tell me. No, no, he's just beginning. No, no, he's just, he's there. He's he's a pretty solid addition. But to get Otto Porter, I'd go, I'd jump at Otto Porter, get him in there. And I think this team is now a championship contender. With Doncic and Porzingis already there, like, they're locked in, they're loaded, and they just need that next piece to kind of support them. I think Otto Porter squeezes right in there. Uh, pretty much perfectly. It's hard to get... Uh, for me, it was hard to get any other bigger name player on this team. They don't have much to trade away. So I guess just piggybacking on your trade, I I think the best person to give away is Dale on right, to be honest. He's kind of... Oh, with, yeah, yeah. You can throw him in there too, yeah. He's That's within good. that range, that money range. They don't really need another point guard. He's kind of failed in Dallas... Yeah, as the backup, hmm. I would definitely hold on to Seth Curry. That he can, you know, Seth Curry's actually I think undervalued on this team. To be quite honest with you, he's only yeah. getting paid like seven, eight million dollars for the next four years. Next four years, and he's not bad off the bench as your sixth man. Yeah, especially behind um, Tim Hardaway. Mm-hmm. Okay, so your your guy is Otto Porter, which I'm I'm still super suspect on. <laughs> super. He, suspect a, he didn't on. have a good year, but. He didn't even have a year. What do you mean solid. he didn't have yeah, a good year? Yeah, he's still to me. He's solid, and he fits in, uh, in that starting role perfectly because he's not gonna. He's just you know he's a, a corner a defensive specialist and kind of just, um, shoots the three ball very efficiently. Efficiently. I hear you all. I'm not loving it. I'm okay, <laughs> I'm okay with it. How's I didn't it? think I didn't think you were gonna love it, but that's why I, I really had to throw it out here. I, uh, I thought it'd be hilarious. I, I can't even imagine a team trading for him at this point. He's got to play like 20 games straight or something first. Yeah. But yeah, it's a uh, in- intriguing, intriguing. Like I, I guess we have the same concerns, the small forward position. But I, I don't know if Otto Porter is the answer. I, I can see the fit if he's healthy. Because you're right, he's not ball dominant. Um, shoots the three pretty all right. Pretty all right. Pretty good. He's he's like a Swiss Army knife. He's like one of the best three point shooters. Percentage-wise. If he plays. <laughs> uh, and you're right, he's a really good defender. So, I don't, I'm don't. i not falling in love, but I like it. But I think there's lots of question marks that need to be answered on Otto Porter's health before um, Mark Cuban can commit to this, I would say. But it's good. I like it. I like it. Just haven't sold me yet on it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't sold you on the championship aspect of it, I guess. I was just kind of taking a look. What do you think about my suggestion would be, since they're missing a big, do you think Aaron Baines would be a good fit? Because Aaron Baines only has, he's actually a free agent after this season. I think Dallas should try and sign him. Because you get uh, Courtney Lee off the books, right? Um, yeah. And J.J. Barra. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's decent, decent. It wouldn't be, um, 
my first priority wouldn't be going for a center because I think they could play a lot of small ball with Porzingis at the center. And then, you know, obviously they'll have a decent guy to hopefully hold his own against, um, like, the Laker teams that still play uh, with really good bigs. But, um, I don't know, it wouldn't be my priority as center is. To me, it's the, the shooting guard or small forward position. I think I agree with you for sure. I think small forward's the number one priority. But, but no, just... I, I do like the Aaron Baines for sure. But I think this move is just to preserve Porzingis because you kind of don't want him playing center. You don't really want him to be hitting the big guys, right? He's so fragile. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if he's against, like, a Drummond or, like, a Jordan, a Jared like, guys that are going to bang him, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that's kind of why I think Baines is, like, a good safety measure there. Protect Porzingis a little more. And he's should be cheap. I don't think he's too expensive. So I think trading uh, – no, sorry. Picking up Aaron Baines will be a good move on it. And for the small forward, I would go back to the same team. I think I would trade for one of the Suns' small forwards. They have so many. They have Kelly Oubre. They have Mikhail Bridges. They have Cameron Johnson. I'm sure they're willing to part ways with one of their small forwards. What do you think? That's good, too. Yeah, I like that. Uh, it would definitely make their team all a little bit better. I just I want. I think if they get Otto Porter, they win in the next three years. And with that, it kind of just... With those two, I mean, it makes them a solid contender, but I just think Otto Porter pushes them over the edge. Yeah, I think you're right. I think my thought was to trade for Mikal Bridges because I'm pretty sure the Suns would be willing to part ways with Mikal. Yeah, because they have all those guys. Yeah, they have all those guys. And Mikal is a good fit defensively, but offensively, he's kind of non-existent at this point. He's not shooting threes yet, really. He's like, yeah. I think... A merger of our ideas is going to work. Trade for Otto Porter by giving up Daylon Wright and then letting Courtney Lee come off the books and then pick up Aaron Baines. Yep. Yeah, that's a, oh, if you mix that together, that's a, that's a concoction for a championship for sure. That's it, eh? Yeah. And those are the moves. We Absolutely. each provided one move. <laughs> and I can see it. I'm surprised you're on board with the Otto Porter. I thought for sure you'd be like... You're crazy. Uh, forget that guy. I, I think, like I said, health is the only concern I have. If if he can stay in the court for eighty percent of the season, or at least the playoffs, then I trust that he'll be a Swiss Army knife. Like it, he is what just, he is. It's just this year that he kind of had this weird, and I don't, I don't really know if it's like I don't know what Chicago's doing with him. They've been holding him out for some like non-existent. Injury, they're so they're being very vague about it. So, but even with the injury aside, I think he's a very inconsistent player. I find sometimes, especially in fantasy, like one week he'll he'll be like droppable, then next week he'll put up like second round numbers. value. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's what I mean. So it's like you'll you'll get you'll get free like waiver wire for exactly you'll get waiver wire one week, then you'll get like second round next week. So it's kind of like. You know, he's inconsistent. He's This year, he's been very injury-prone. But if he was healthy and he even plays decent, like consistently okay, then I think you're right. They would definitely be a playoff contender. A so assuming changer for him, too, is like he's always been on terrible teams that aren't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, Washington and then Chicago. So... Maybe that has some kind of role in why he's like so inconsistent, but maybe if he's on a championship team with a good system and 
they have a real shot, then he'll put in more work. I agree. I agree. I think, like I said, if you merge both our ideas, this is definitely a championship caliber team. I like Aaron Baines and Mikel Bridges. That's good, too. Well, no, forget Mikel Bridges. We, I only said that because I think the Suns are overloaded in that position. Oh, so but Otto Porter and Baines, then. Otto Porter. Yeah, you got to mix hours. You Don't even bother trading for Mikel Bridges. Just trade for uh, Otto Porter and then pick up Baines. Because Baines are free agent, right? You can yeah. convince him to come, I'm pretty sure. And then let's, let's assume Mark Cuban makes our moves. Where do you get, where do you see this team going? How far do you see this team going? Are they actually a championship contender? Or do you see them making out the West, losing in the finals? In the next three years, they win a championship. Uh, I'd say maybe not next year. Um, you know, it might be Clippers, uh, one of the LA teams. But as they develop, especially Porzingis and Doncic, they're going to be like two, like maybe two of the best players in the league in the next two or three years, so, well, definitely Doncic, yeah, so I'd say maybe next year they make it to the semis, like, maybe the second round, and then the second year they make it a little bit further, or even win, and then the year after that, they at least win, but then. So I guess based on our five-year timeline, you're basically saying they're definitely going to win a championship if they make this move. Absolutely. I think Doncic is going to be like a, a franchise, like, He's going to be one of the greats, I believe, the way he's heading right now. Barring an injury, obviously, but I think he's going to be one of the the best to play. Maybe not on, like a, maybe like a Kobe name value-wise, at least. Yeah. yeah. He's got the drive. That's what he's, he's aiming for that. That's what he wants. And he's got the the skill set for it. So I think we should definitely tag Mark Cuban and tell him to listen to his podcast because, according to you, it's a, ch- it's a championship team. Um, honestly, for me, I think they have a chance of winning the championship, but it'll be very difficult to make it out of the West. But like within five years, I think in the last two years, they definitely have a chance to win a championship. Maybe in the fourth or the fifth year is when I think they can win it all with if they can keep this lineup together yeah. okay. not i don't think three years is a little bit too soon it's gonna three years is they may not be ready but i think with what you said Luca can definitely be one of the best players in the league eventually what where do you see his potential like he came into the league playing super well already he was already kind of like playing with grown men in the Euro league he comes into the nba takes it by storm um, where do you see the ceiling for him? Do you think he can actually get better than what he's doing now? Or you think this is kind of the ceiling? Yeah, I think I, I can, he can get better at this point still. Um, still? It's, only, it's only his second year. He's, what, 21? You know, think 21. about... He doesn't even have his grown man body yet. Um, I, yeah, he's 21. I, I hear a lot of people basically saying this is kind of what you'll get with him. So not not me saying it, but I've been hearing a lot of, you know, around NBA circles, you know, Luka Doncic is great, but this is kind of his ceiling, right? He'll... Like he's coming in and just maxed out right away, pretty much. Exactly. He came in with maxed all stats. So that's why people <laughs> are projecting 
guys like um, Jason Tatum eventually going to be better than him. Uh, Trey Young will eventually be better than him. Mm. It's kind of like Luka Doncic came in eating like you know rare candies. He's already coming in at 100, <laughs> but these guys are all training. And the way his game is played, maybe that's what why they believe that. I don't know. I think he can learn more, and I, I do believe he can keep developing his game. You see any glaring holes? Like, what does he? What do you think he needs to improve on to become the best player in the league? Because just just looking, you know, the eyeball test. He's already a very exciting player. Like, yeah. I love watching him play. Pretty athletic already. Like, maybe Pretty improve athletic. that a little bit. Get a little stronger. Get a little uh, a little stronger, a little faster. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, he can get, cut some fat. He's got a bit of a not a gut, but he's like you a little know, bit chunky. Not, yeah, yeah. He can definitely get into like even better shape than he is. Yeah, um, he he's already has like soft hands. I can see that he's very like nimble. Oh you yeah, know, good body control. He can shoot from pretty much anywhere. Very smart player. Smart player, yeah. Good passer. Uh, he, he's pretty much like a a mini LeBron, I would say. He's I think his body wise, he he should be a uh, small forward, but just kind of the way he plays, they're making him a point guard. Because if, if you look at him and his size, he's actually the same size as small forwards. He's not really a point guard per se. Most point guards are like 6'3", 6'4", like 190 pounds-ish. But Luka's 6'7", and he's 218 pounds. I don't really think he's physically a point guard, but he plays like a point guard, so they make him one. Scary part too, right? Like, I, I think that's a, a scary thing that- for him to be that big and have those kind of skills at point guard. Exactly. So he's basically like a LeBron, but better at shooting when he came in the league. Yeah. If he is already a, like a LeBron, then I, who's to say he can't become like better than him down the road? Yeah, I think his offensive game is pretty crisp. I think his defense might need to be a little better if he can play better defense. Probably like the only, I wouldn't even say it's a hole, but like, because he's not terrible at defense. He's not just, terrible, but he can definitely be better, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like, LeBron in his prime was pretty good on defense. I think I'm in the same boat with you. I think Duke can definitely become a top three player in the league. He's got that mindset where he wants to take that shot at the end of the game to win the game. You know, he's got that drive. He's going to be that guy. He's not afraid to step away from the spotlight. He's going to... If there's a game-winning shot in the finals of whatever game, you know he, you know he's taking it. Yeah, he definitely has a mambo mentality. Like he wants it. He wants the last shot all the time. Like I think we're both on the same page here. He's gonna be a top three player in the league for sure, uh, barring injury. He's already playing like basically a first rounder this season. Yeah, he's only twenty-one. So that's Luca, but what do you think about Porzingis coming off the injury? He looked great this year. Um, I think he didn't get a lot of attention because of all the Luca hype. Yeah, the Luca hype. Um, but yeah, he if he put up number, he looked good again this year. Um, maybe not completely back to his New York Knicks form yet, but I mean he's almost there, and. Uh, with that guy supporting Luca, uh, I think that is, you know, that's that's a killer combo. I think the scary thing is that it's he's kind of like a Dirk, light <laughs> shooting wise. It's like a Nash and Dirk all over again. 
Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Like Nash and Dirk, but except for the offensive game of Luca's probably better than Steve Nash's. Yeah, for sure. And Porzingis doesn't shoot like Dirk, but his defense is better than Dirk's. Yeah, and his shooting can, you know, he are, he shoots the three now. Exactly, he already but shoots can the three. get better. Yeah, yeah, definitely a scary combo. Yeah. Yeah, a couple pieces away, like like we said, one center, one small forward away. Yeah. From a championship team. This season, they did pretty well, too. So, I guess this season, they're, like, right now in the seventh seed, right? I think seven or sixth seed in the West. You think if Chris Stapps wasn't here, you think Luka Doncic alone could bring this team into a, into the playoffs? Or do you think it's because Chris Stapps is there that he, they were able to make the playoffs? I think Chris Stapps makes the difference between them making playoffs. Uh, last season, they didn't make it. They might squeeze into the eighth spot with just Luka, but I think Chris Stapps makes all the difference. Uh, it'd be like Trey Young on Atlanta, like with like he's got nobody over there. Well, he's got John Collins, I guess. But yeah, I think that's that's basically the comparison I was trying to get at. Because oh, okay, you know Atlanta does have the exact same kind of recipe there. Yeah, uh, they're just they're not better as, players. They're not as bad off as we as they look, right? Even like talent wise on the on the entire team. Because we did the episode for them, yeah. So they're they're not bad, but I guess why why is Atlanta struggling so much more compared to especially this in the Western East team? too, right? <laughs> yeah, especially in the East, it's it's a weird thing. Like, yeah, I, I think John Collins just isn't where Porzingis is, like not even close. And I think Luca is a lot better than Trey Young right now as well. And they have better supporting pieces. I mean, you look at um. Tim Hardaway Jr. He's like he put up number. He was so, so solid off the bench for them. Mm. So he kind of, and even like Maxi Kleber, he put in some work. Seth Curry, uh, they got probably a better supporting cast than Atlanta. Other than uh, obviously, my boy on Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, what's his name again? Kevin Herter. Yeah, Kevin Herter, but. But yeah, they're they're just more uh, developed, I think, and that's why they're so much better. Okay, okay. Because last season I was looking at it, the Mavericks were the 14th seed, <laughs> they had a 33 and 49 record. But yeah. keep in mind, last season they were barely losing games the whole season. They were only losing by like one or two game points every single game that they lost. So they weren't as bad as they looked. They just barely lost a lot of games. Mm-hmm. And this season, they're definitely taking advantage and they're winning. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Tim Hardaway's really, really solid piece there. Like, I think normally I'd say he's not worth the eight, but he's been worth the eighteen million. Um, that's tough. That's tough. I I, I don't know. A couple of their games, and he yeah, he does work. He's like, solid, but he scores. I don't think, he scores. He, he should. I don't think he should ever hit twenty million dollars in a year. Like, 15 to 17 is a kind of like my range for him. And he's playing pretty well, but... Yeah. Damn it. 20 and 18 million for Tim Hardaway? Yeah, it's a bit much for him. Uh, that that contract does look scary, but with the way he played and kind of carried some of those games this year, I I can't really protest it right now. I guess. You know, Luke Doncic is bigger than uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Like, physically. Oh yeah, for sure. 
which it's kind of funny because he's the point guard. Yeah, it is hilarious. Yeah, it's basically like LeBron. There's a pretty good comparison, LeBron to to Luca. Yeah, he's he's put on some muscle and chuck it down the lane. If he keeps developing the way, he stays on like a path of getting better and better, then his team 100% is winning a championship. Three years with Otto Porter, of course. And Aaron Baines. <laughs> and Aaron so, Baines. And yeah, Aaron yeah. Baines. <laughs> I, I feel like with I feel like without that backup center or without that that real center to hold it down, I think Porzingis possibly gets injured. Bangs out early. Exactly. Unless you do like some sort of load management, but he gets injured, and then there goes your chances. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely need you definitely need him for playoffs. He's a crucial piece to that. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, next episode's Denver, so stay tuned. We'll probably be back in another next few days. Thanks for listening to us. Check us out on iTunes, Twitter, Instagram at Easy Money Fantasy, and we will talk to you guys next time. Yeah, thanks for listening. Easy.